Welcome to another episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. Uh, I am not biggin. I am producer Brian, and I am joined as, uh, well, he's always here. Uh, Hello. Mojo. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, biggin had to be on a, a secret mission trip to uh, Iraq again, and uh, so... Uh, if you're listening to this big and when we drop, um, hopefully you're having a great uh, holiday in the sand. Um, but no, he hopefully big will have us some new news to uh, talk to you about when he uh, gets back in. But yeah, so we're we're kind of winging this episode. We had a we had a guest we rescheduled because um, this was kind of a last minute put together. But anyway, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always from every week. Uh, we, man, the new listeners we've been getting has been great. Um, so I guess how you can find us there is uh, just check out iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Spotify, pretty much any place that you listen to a uh, podcast at. All you got to do is go there, um, give us a subscribe, a like, a share, a uh, heart, give us a thumbs up, whatever that podcast aggregate does. Just, you know, subscribe. Biggest thing is give us a review. If you can actually review us there, especially on the iTunes platform uh, and Google Play, that's how we kind of move up through the old algorithms. Um, you can also find us on the Facebooks at Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash SFP radio. Our, excuse me, I'm Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also check us out on Twitters and Instagram, SFP Radio. Uh, website is southernfryphilosophy.com. You can play our episodes there. Um, at, on your desktop, laptop, tablet, computer, uh, smartphone, whatever. I don't know. You can play You can play our episodes from there. But, yeah, most of our episodes are super for work unless you're part of the SFP Insiders. And how you can kind of get that is if you go to our Patreon link at patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. So, Producer Brian, I'll ask you, how you be doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this, but uh, I had lunch at the original Whataburger today, like – uh, the the water, school. the North Carolina, the North Waterburger. Carolina yeah. water, the real where, where was this Waterburger, Mooresville. Um, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a real, the original one. That's not well, the original. It's number thirty-three or something. Thirteen. <laughs> I don't remember the number. Was like thirteen, maybe twelve, eleven. It's one of those. Isn't the teens? It's not original. Okay. It's the real to me. Yeah, Waterburger. That's yeah. what I, I was. No, they actually there. they actually do a real good job there. I've been there. Yeah, uh, Waterburger all the way. Cheese, what a cheeseburger all the way. Yeah. Chili slaw, onions. Still not as good as the Whataburger in Texas, but it'll yeah. it'll this version does. But they've been around probably since the fifties, I guess. Yeah, this the people in this place have definitely been around since the fifties. Some of these people, yeah. <laughs> right. I uh, the, I'm not fond of the ones here in our local area. They, uh, I just, I guess they're probably all independently owned now, maybe oh. or franchised out or something. And they're just not consistent. And uh, mm. like the one in Mooresville has really good tea, chili, slaw. Yeah, it tasted like we ate there all the time. I grew up in Mooresville. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we had like Saturday afternoon. That was lunch a lot of times. Was that, oh, you know, chili with sundown. So yeah. we ate there a lot. And that to me, you know, we, you know, we need to talk about food a lot, but the classic Southern cheeseburger, like mm-hmm. they, that's it. Like that's the one. And what do you define classic Southern so, cheeseburger, well, especially for our international listeners, uh, especially so, our, our, our buddy, John Harris in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all the way style in North Carolina, you chili, all the way, all the way. So I asked, like I was with a, a coworker and he ordered before me and he just said, yeah, give me lettuce, tomato, whatever. I just said, I want it all the way. And she goes, oh, cause you want the chili, slaw, mustard, and onion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way you the Carolina yeah, classic. That's, that's the only yeah. That's the only but, way it should come. Yeah, that's the only. That's the class. The quintessential Southern yeah. Yeah. cheeseburger to me. It tastes like my childhood, basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. So just to clarify, because we, you know, we have uh, listeners who aren't just not not from North Carolina and South Carolina and kind of the Southern area, but so you, we have this 
infamous chili here in the South. And basically, all it is is boiled hamburger meat with a boatload of chili powder, salt and pepper, maybe some onion. Sometimes the Greeks will add add some onion. Mm -hmm. The Greeks will also throw a surprise ingredient. The Greeks, meaning that there's a lot of restaurants out there like Pete's and Show Mars is a big chain, things like that. They'll make their kind of Carolina chili. They'll kind of tweak it up a little bit. So that you have that. You have the sweet mayonnaise, coleslaw, Mustard, onion, and yeah, man, it's just good stuff. It's good. Yeah. yeah, my hometown, we we had similar a similar place called Besto, and Besto was really a crap hole, but it had great burgers. Yeah, I mean, water burger. I mean, it, was, it was clean in there, so I was I wasn't sure. Yeah. I haven't been in there probably ten years. Yeah, and my, the guy I was working with was like, "Hey, I want to go to Water Burger." I went, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> now they they do the you know a lot of these old place, places were built. Late fifties, mid fifties, or late fifties, early sixties, I guess. And so there's a lot of age on for a building, and they don't update the interior too often. But like the the Besto I went to, uh, the owner's wife was a she made part time uh, floral bouquets for funerals. <laughs> so it was always interesting seeing that in the window. You'd have like, oh yeah, I want a I want a slushy in uh, you know, a cheeseburger all the way. And by the way, can I have uh, some funeral flowers for my grandmother? I'm heading out to the uh, the funeral home. Was that different appetite? Man. <laughs> But it's a part of the norm there. Yeah. So, yeah, Whataburger, I, I'm a big fan. They yeah. have fried pickles now, which is new. They did hmm. something new. So, that onion, their onion rings are awesome. So, the fried and, pickles are probably their first new menu item in 20 years. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. And it was, they were great. Pretty so, good. Yeah. So, mm, I love fried pickles. Yeah. Uh, how you be, Dern? Uh, t- this has been one of those odd weeks, man. So, uh, I went to a doctor Monday. Had in, uh, in South Carolina, and, and so it's two hours away from here. And so I go down there, have to see a doctor, get a prescription filled. Okay, cool, no problem. Take it to the pharmacist. All right, we're going to have to call the doctor since this is a new doctor's office. No problem. 48 hours, I try to call the doctor. No response. I call the doctor. No response. No response. So I get back in the truck this morning and head two hours south. <laughs> Stand in the doctor's office. You need to answer this pharmacist's phone call. Knock on his door. I've been out for 48 hours. I'm not supposed to be out for less than 12 hours. So so that started out. And then I had a customer yesterday. He came out of the shop. He actually dropped one of our motorcycles in the parking lot. Then put the kickstand down. So, yeah, needless to say, uh, it, luckily he ended up buying the bike because it didn't really damage it, but it made, it made me pucker up in the areas I can't mention on this podcast. So, yeah, wow. it's, uh, it's been my week so far. Sounds exciting. All right. Well, um, let's uh, move on to some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Uh, great barbecue. You guys should check them out. Uh, listen, look for our sponsors page. Yeah. It should be on there. Check, yeah, check out Eric. He's a uh, man, just good competition style barbecue, and he, he's available in the local areas. He probably, will, if you have money, he probably will travel, I would imagine. Yeah. So this first story comes out of Scotland. Okay, so it's John, a farther away. Yeah, you know. John Harris, yeah. if you hear this episode, please uh, email us and tell us your this thoughts. This one's for you. Um, so this one just caught my eye when I was looking for it. It says a stuffed tiger caused a 45-minute police standoff at a Scottish farm. Uh, so <laughs> Do tell more details here. <laughs> so apparently this guy saw a tiger on his property, mm-hmm. and he was afraid it was going to like eat his livestock. Mm-hmm. So he called the cops, and they, you know, they, they roll up. And they see this it looks like a tiger, and they don't know what to do either because it's you know something you don't see every day. Yeah, in Scotland, I'm yeah, sure. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be less surprised if Loch Ness was standing out there uh, trying to eat his cattle. Yes, I wonder just how like realistic this thing looked. 
probably not very. It's probably one of those cheap ones that you get from the fair during the fall. It you know uh, lasts lasts for about ten minutes and stitches break. So it's probably one of those giant ones or something. But it was apparently you know the guy says he was out there just like staring at it. <laughs> trying to, he thought it was going to like attack his sheep or something before he could um, shoot it. So I mean, it took forty five minutes for. I guess it didn't move for forty five minutes. I mean, at what point do you go? It hasn't moved. Right? Can we sneak up on it? I mean, what's? <laughs> I wonder if the cops are armed. Because oh. you, know, you know, in the UK, uh, I think, and actually in like London, things the cops aren't armed there. So I'm kind of curious. I, yeah, I guess I would hesitate if I just had a, like a Billy stick Billy or Club whatever. And some pepper spray. Yeah, go after. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, I wonder how realistic this lion would have been. I, I, that, that, I always go back to that just because, you know, we make here in the South, we're pretty good uh, rednecks at uh, making fake decoys of ducks and deer and geese and other woodland creatures. So I'd be kind of curious uh, how this tiger was. Yeah, so there's a picture of a tiger on this that's article, but that cannot be it. Okay, no, that's like a National Geographic. That, that's like a real thing right there. It's uh, probably, it was yeah. probably even purple or something like that. So it just, <laughs> just a, yeah, tiger. probably just a hammer at home a little bit. Yeah, so I just, I just dumped at him. Yeah, so John, if you uh, read this, this is actually one of your cousins. We'd like to speak to them. Yeah, so send us a picture of the tiger, please. <laughs> yeah. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you the fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, the mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget those sides with the coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812 BBQ and he can make your next catered meal happen. Weddings, graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812 BBQ. Want to try your hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812 BBQ, or call 704-604-5148. That's 704-604-5148. And email Eric at eric.line at 1812bbq.com, and he will be glad to help. Okay, so um, are you familiar with Pennywise, the uh, clown yeah. from It? I know uh, uh, Biggin would appreciate this with oh, his, yeah. love his, of love, clowns. his love of clowns. Yes, yeah, so this is this is for you, Biggin. Um, apparently, this uh, lady in New Jersey had a, a toy. It's the It, like a it's like a cartoon It floated into her backyard with some mm. strange carvings in its forehead and its mouth was like stained pink with mm. like fake blood or something. Um, so it showed up, obviously I'd be freaked out. All right. Yeah. That's a little like, creepy. Yeah. The neighbors aren't home. Like there's nobody around. Right. This thing just floats down into your yard or just whatever. Stay away from the drainage ditches in the, uh, in the highway and the road. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a picture on this article as well of uh, like, it with balloons. Like, right. I don't watch this stuff. I want to be real, real here. Uh, no way. I saw the original. Got, yeah. I saw the, the one, oh, like, no, the one with Tim on Curry. Fox or whatever yeah. in, like, 1992 yep. on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, but see, that no. made an impression in your child mind. This one's actually not bad. Yeah. You got to check it I'm out. I'm not afraid of clowns. 
I'm afraid of that clown. No, no, just, it's just oh. like there's another horror movie called Salem's Lot. There's a three part miniseries on CBS, I think, back in the day, and that scared uh, the Jesus out of me. No way. I did watch a remake, and remake was not scary. So. Yeah, but the crazy thing about this, she so the lady got this, and she was she tried to set it on fire, and it <laughs> wouldn't burn because apparently it's like flame retardant. <laughs> Or something like that. So um, that's the first. That's the second. Okay, I'm freaked out about this. Um, so she like drowned it in olive oil and then lit it on fire. <laughs> Apparently, that made some. Uh, it made the demons progress. Yeah, but it had like some weird markings on its forehead. And and then so she said that she finally burned it and she slept with her. I guess she said her door's locked in on like a knife under her pillow after that. Because <laughs> that always helps against the uh, those uh, invisible spiritual demons that you can't see. Yeah, and uh, I would not sleep with a knife under your pillow, folks. <laughs> just saying, that's a bad idea. Um, but yeah, I saw that's just crazy. I think the cops were freaked out too when they showed up for this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the uh, probably the, the scribble on her forehead was actually probably demonic Sanskrit that says "Please burn me to sacrifice." <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Please help me fulfill my purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like they even like Googled the numbers. Maybe it's a serial number or something. I'm not going to repeat it in case it's like you know. Jesus, Jesus, has, yeah. and Jesus has to have what's, our back here. So. Yeah, what's the thing you don't say in the mirror or whatever in the oh, dark? Yeah. Bloody Mary. Yeah, that thing. Bloody yeah. Mary. Yes. Yeah. Alexa. Yeah. Yeah, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, all right. Uh, next here. So this is a little oh, lighter. Do you know where Pennywise came from? I'm a book of useless knowledge. No, I did not know. Pennywise is actually a the, one of the earliest forms of comics. Back in the day, it's a little paper book they used to make, cost a penny, and they were basically short stories. Some of them were mostly horror, like this. this is where a lot of the, a lot of the uh, characters like Dracula and Frankenstein, uh, Wolfman, things like that, were introduced into our culture was through these Pennywise or Pennywise magazines. Hmm. Anyway, just to, just in case you're out there and about to go on Jeopardy, um, there's uh, some useless knowledge. Yeah. So this next one, I uh, you know I thought maybe this is almost a hot topic. Because <laughs> I have feelings about this, I'm just saying. Uh, but Spam, who doesn't love Spam, has a new flavor coming out uh, just in time for the pumpkin spice craze. It's pumpkin spice. And the white spam. girl said hooray. Yeah, you know, it's a little early, you know, I think. It's still July. It, no, it's August, right? Yeah, well, they'll, they'll be putting out the Valentine's stuff before long. So, But Spam has released a limited edition, thank you, uh, pumpkin spice. I mean, spam. It's spam. Yeah, pumpkin spice. The, the meat, uh, compressed, potted meat in a can. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind spam. I've had plenty of it. No, I like. I, I grew up on. I grew up on treat. We couldn't sure, afford yeah, spam. We had treat. Yeah, so spam was treat. the good stuff. Yeah, yeah I did. we had treat. Yeah, spam would be like Sunday dinner meat, but treat was throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, kind of rhymes, but it's sweet. It's like a sweet spam. Yeah, I see. I, don't, I can't get down with it. I, I there's. I'm not I, like if I have my choice of like I don't want a deli turkey sandwich or spam, I'm going to eat deli turkey. Yeah. Or if I'm gonna have a bologna or spam, I'm going to have bologna. But I will digest spam. I just but I'm I'm kind of in particular kind of favor the original. I I don't think I can have a pumpkin spice. We have jumped the shark with pumpkin oh, spice yes, crap. Yes, that, that that was kind of the tie in here is the pumpkin spice like everything. You go to Trader Joe's right now. In about a week and a half, two weeks, I guarantee the whole shop is going to be 75% pumpkin 
pumpkin spice flavor. I think I saw someone post something like last week oh, really? that was See, a pumpkin spice thing. You know, Trader one of those, Joe's. Yeah. You know, white girls you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. I know my, my wife. I mean, she's probably already got the pumpkin spice, uh, pumpkin spice uh, potpourri on order from uh, uh, Amazon. And I know she goes to Starbucks every day. So I'm sure she's getting pumpkin spice crap every day. Yeah, I don't mind the pumpkin thing here and there. I like pumpkin pie. Who doesn't I like, like pumpkin pie? I like the right? flavorful. I like the craft beer scene where they come out with the pumpkin spice or yep. sweet potato beers, but not every day. I mean, you, you, so I can see myself right now, my wife eating a, a drinking a pumpkin spice latte while eating a pumpkin spice fried sandwich, mm. spam sandwich. I don't think so. I just yeah. a little overkill. You put like the ketchup on the, the that like you would with a regular spam sandwich. You know, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, like you bread. may have to. You may have to come up with some type of uh, French verblanc sauce or something mm. to go over it. Or like grape jelly on there yeah. might be good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Actually, that, that could be good. Wait, <laughs> our peanut butter that may not. Might be bad. Yeah. All right. We got. Actually, we got to. We're going to get a can. My grandfather. We. You know. I grew up poor. My grandfather would take the jelly out of the spam can and put it on his saltine crackers. Oh wow. Yeah. That's yeah. digging. That's deep. a real man. That's yeah, man. Yeah. So the pumpkin. I mean, is it, it's one of those like to me pumpkin spice season. It's almost like when is it too soon to play Christmas music? Mm-hmm. When is it too soon? I mean, it's coming. We know pumpkin spice is going to happen. I think. I think it should be a law. And I'm not very big on laws, but I think October 1st is when you have to release it. And it has to be off the shelves by maybe Thanksgiving because you, know, you got the pumpkin spice flavors of carry to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Call it, give it the all of November, maybe just for a little grace. But yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Or you but, can't have pumpkin spice while Christmas is happening, can you? Is that. No, because you, you got the other flavors of cardamom and things like that, mulberry, yeah. spice, things like that for Christmas. So, but no, I mean, when all of a sudden you got Count Chocula that's doing, you know, the, the Lucy Lou with uh, pumpkin spice play, flavors, I'm out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm well, boycotting. I mean, cereal flavors have gotten kind of crazy anyway. <laughs> that's, right. that's a different topic altogether. All right. Uh, well, let's get into some hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. Um, he just released a new uh, coffee bourbon barrel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, flavor. I think I just oh, saw. I saw. I've been watching his Instagram feed. Yeah, and puts up so much stuff. Oh time. yeah, yeah. So I, I I can't wait to next our next uh, downtown bourbon cigar club. Hopefully he'll bring some we can buy because yeah. it's a coffee bean barrel bourbon barrel. Cigar. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's it. I'm down for that. Yeah, no absolutely. Doubt. The views and opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy are not necessarily those of our guests, sponsors, or friends of the show, but they should be. All right. So this one jumped out. I mean, uh, apparently. So you know, uh, I didn't get to listen to last week's episode yet, actually. But uh, we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein a little bit mm-hmm. on the Insiders podcast. Um, for you know, yeah, I think we talked uh, about that a good bit, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, so make sure you guys are uh, on Patreon so you can get a taste of that. But apparently, Etsy is selling some merch on uh, the Epstein. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess the conspiracies. <laughs> Tasteful. I do like the coffee mug there, the the coffee mug that has uh, Bill Clinton in a blue dress. That, that was the uh, painting found in his Manhattan uh, penthouse, I think. So yeah, so wow. just. Like people like capitalizing on this topic is just so crazy to me. Um, well, in granted, I don't think this is going to go mainstream just because um, you have a lot of people that have been sexually traumatized in their life who are glad to see uh, that they don't have to deal with this anymore. Um, as far as seeing this in the news as 
brash as it was. Um, but yeah, it's kind of tasteless, but you know, I, I think, I think consumers will weed that out as far as what they want to consume not. And I mean, half these things, you know, if you took a lineup of your average millennial and you had a picture of his face right there, like like on that one shirt, they probably wouldn't be able to know who that was. They probably think he's a cultural icon. It's like those teenagers wearing Nirvana shirts or Shea Guevara, but they don't know who Shea Guevara was. They don't know they murdered thousands of people in Cuba. Yeah. So I, I think it's tasteless, but I, I, that's the reason why they're probably like the, uh, there's websites where you can order like t- one t-shirt at a time. I don't think this, I don't think they wouldn't order 10,000 shirts from China. In yeah, well, it's, it's not like a Super Bowl loser t-shirt or something where you have <laughs> 50,000 of them floating out somewhere. Well, you just, you, what you do is you wrap those up and send them on to human, humanitarian aid package to like a foreign country. <laughs> and, have you seen that before when they have yeah. the pictures? Oh yeah. Like was a, I forget who lost the Super Bowl this year, but they show up like a kid in Africa has got the uh, Colts from 2006 or something. Like yeah. That. And the Colts had no, yeah, Colts weren't there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. I've seen, seen it a hundred times. It just cracks me up. That's awesome. If you are in the market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. Or check out the sponsors section of our website. Now, this one, this next headline here, the headline is probably the best part. Um, we've all seen this, but apparently yoga pants are dangerous. They're a threat to male students. Like, hmm. Like are people being like murdered with yoga pants? How dangerous is this? Well, if someone can hang themselves in a jail with a bed sheet, I guess uh, with Jeffrey Epstein, I'm oh. sure that I'm sure the yoga pants do. So I haven't heard of this conspiracy theory yet. So that could be uh, you know, this could was be there this yoga could be pants in a cell. Yeah. yeah, that could be it. Um, but you know, we've seen I've seen a couple of different headlines come out here about um, just they're in the South specifically mm-hmm. banning mm-hmm. yoga pants as a uh, for different reasons, I guess. I've seen some what, are some, what are some of the reasons you think? Uh, well, the, I think one one of them said it was about. Um, I don't think it was all about like form fitting. So it was just like, is it just appropriate for that to be in school mm-hmm. I, I, for itself? But I saw it was Mississippi had something, and um, I know Alabama. I think this one here is about Alabama. And I feel like it was a Missouri. Missoula. Is that the same place? I don't know. Um, I don't know my geography very well. Especially <laughs> <laughs> the elm has got to be Missouri, right? All right. Um, yeah, so it's like it's this thing, you know, they're everywhere. People are stop start doing that instead of wearing, I guess, sweatpants. Are they more comfortable than <laughs> more sweatpants? More classy What's than sweatpants. Like classier? Yeah. Are they really? Because right. you, you can see everything right there. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you yeah, know, this one just got, yeah, got my attention because it said they're a dangerous threat basically what they're saying is that boys can't resist themselves that's what that's my take from this so if i was a parent of a little boy and this came out i would probably be a little offended 
that that uh, number one that they're saying all they're grouping all boys in some type this quote unquote rape culture that does not exist, and uh, I would I would be kind of ticked at that. Number two is um, they're also saying they're they're basically putting the onus on the girls, and they're saying that the girls are guilty of flaunting and accentuating. I mean, hell, you might as well get rid of makeup and earrings too, because those are all adornments that you know could be unsafe for those boys, those wily, rav- ravenous boys out there, yeah, those uncontrollable teenagers. All I gotta say about yoga pants is there's certain people that shouldn't be wearing yoga pants. <laughs> you need a license to wear those things. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, my favorite ones are like this morning. I pull up to a QT gas station and. Um, there's a woman who has like a pink polka dot yoga pants on and then like a yellow stripe shirt on. I'm like, look, she just crawled out of, she just crawled out of a bed or back of a truck or something somewhere. So if <laughs> there's just no rhyme or reason, but yeah, I think I'll say this, but I think yoga pants are lazy. Yeah. I've, I mean, well, number one, you go to the grocery store at around five to six when, a lot of the women are coming home and cooking. That's not sexist. Just happen. A lot of happens in a lot of bedroom communities. A lot of women cook, but you see all the women in there getting tonight's meal, and they're all wearing yoga pants and some type of workout shirt or top. You know, all these women just did not come from the gym. Some more than others, but yeah, yeah. It speaks to. I think it speaks to laziness. That'd be like me putting on a pair of cargo shorts every day and a a bummy ass t shirt. Kind of like you. Yeah, that's what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but, you can't, but you occasionally change up. Yeah, I do change. I was actually working in a warehouse all day, so that's my, yeah, my yeah. excuse on that. I wasn't in the gym in my, my yoga pants no. or my tank top. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I just, I think it's, and that's fine, ladies. If you want to be lazy, I don't care. I, I, it doesn't bother me, but I think that it's, I think it's kind of like, like I look at my daughter, my daughter's 15 and I remember girls in my, in my school, in high school, they would spend a few minutes dressing up and getting themselves kind of primmed up a little bit for the day. And then yeah. all of a sudden something changed. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but my daughter, she will, she, she purposely goes to school to look as bummy as she can be. Is it a convenience thing? I mean, no, it's a style it's a thing. style just to be like, like hobos are giving her money on the side of the road. Type thing. I mean, I, I only think, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm serious. A lot of her, and all her friends do the same thing. They do not dress to impress. Not, not saying you have to, but man, they, it's amazing. I'm surprised they barely brush their teeth. Yeah. And I, you know, I will say when I was in high school, it was during the grunge era. Yeah. So yeah. there was, I wore the same flannel shirt every day. Yeah. But you did change a t shirt for the most the part. The t shirt was different every yeah. day. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the jeans were pretty loose. Yeah. You know, they stayed up. Which is more than I can say for some, but uh, <laughs> it was very comfortable. But it was not about looking nice; yeah. it was just about comfort, and it's I guess what everyone else was doing at some point. On a funny note, because uh, my daughter likes to wear these, these yoga pants too quite often, because my wife works for a sports athletic company, so we have probably a thousand, two thousand pairs of these laying around the house at any given time in different stages of the house too. <laughs> but um, my my daughter, you know, she's very well blessed with. Her, her butt. I'm just going to say that. Okay. So she got a big butt. And uh, so she wears these shorts, which kind of like barely cover it. So I had a pair of jeans that did a knee blowout the other day, and I don't wear holy jeans because uh, I'm not that jean religious. So I cut them off as short as she wears her shorts. So I, now I'm wearing them around the house doing dishes. 
She don't like it so much. I haven't seen her wear shorts in like two weeks now since I've been doing that. Oh, that's genius. I've got, I've got to get my wife's yoga pants, so i got to try those on and see if I can fit in those. And <laughs> I'm just going to tool around and go get gas or whatever. Oh, that's great. Oh, so this is what you might look like, you know, walking around. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a picture. Man. Just I'm going to take my bra off and put my bra on. So, yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah, so. Speaking of bras, is, does, does your wife do that? Like my wife, I mean, my wife can barely cross a threshold, has already hit the magic button on the back of her bra, and it's off. No, no. Um, no, not nothing like that. I'm, I'm sure. Well, you're yeah. you're probably one of the only guys I know, because a lot of guys I know that say that. Huh. Yeah. I mean, we don't you're, really... You have to recognize that. Sometimes, I mean, even my... Like, we're not ones that, like, change clothes when we come home, mm-hmm. typically. And, oh, my wife does. Uh, it drives me nuts. You know, and my wife's a teacher, so, I mean, she dresses fairly nice, but it's yeah. like not a thing unless it's, like, been one of those, like, crazy days, days or something, yeah. you know. Uh, and if I'm, like, you know, for even myself, I come in with uh, wearing, like, dress clothes, mm-hmm. I kind of want to peel out of those pretty quick most of the my time. My wife dresses very casual her work, and you cannot, you could set a timer, and she'll <laughs> she'll be in a, her pajamas probably within 45 Extra seconds. Extra casual. Oh, oh Yeah. And it drives me nuts because I'm like, oh, by the way, I wanted to go out to eat tonight. Well, I'll go get dressed again. No, it's going to take 45 <laughs> minutes. I'm hungry now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to be honest, I mean, I will say gym clothes are more comfortable. No, they in are. In general than are. regular clothes. So right. I guess, but have, I guess, do people actually wear yoga pants to do yoga? Is that a thing? I, well, there's, myself, there, actually, so. there's yoga studios. I just don't know if they're actually busy. They, they just, could just be a money-making, money-laundering facade. You know, the other thing I saw about yoga related, apparently they're banning or yoga. Was it maybe this is the Mississippi thing? They had like yoga was being like outlawed or some guy. They didn't want to have yoga in school because it was um, a religion or religious or something. I guess. Or it was maybe it was it has to be religious related. Um, Let's see if I can pull that up real quick. Oh, here we go. Yoga remains banned, a banned activity in Alabama public schools. Hmm. Uh, so some, you know, senator has been trying to get this stuff pushed through or a representative here, um, but they can't do yoga classes in school. I'm trying to find the reason here. Is it because, well, this is, it has its roots in Hinduism, but I don't know if that would prevent people. Okay. So here it is. Uh, so this is part, this is actually in Georgia, um, the policy regarding yoga program following concerns expressed by parents who felt endorsed that yoga endorsed a non-Christian belief system. As a result, teachers banned the use of saying namaste during the program, (laughs) (laughs) putting their hands on their hearts or coloring Indian um, mandalas. I don't know what that word is. Um, Yeah, it's that little creative artwork, um, especially in the tattooing. Yeah, so I guess it's about religion. Is it the whole state or just yeah, the well, county? Yeah, this was for Alabama, but they're trying to get it in Alabama public schools. Like they want to allow yeah. it in yeah. there. And I guess the pushback is about religion, which in this country, I'm pretty sure we don't really get into religion in schools. Well, even if even if we did, I'm sure you may have a few Indian kids in Alabama somewhere. At least one. One or maybe two. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, they have the right to practice whatever they think, practice whatever they uh, they believe. I, I mean, look, Hindu, yeah, does Hindu have, or yoga, does yoga have some Hindu roots? 
It does, but the form of, of yoga that we have now in the United States has nothing to do with cult worship or worship of anything of any deity or anything like that. It is literally a, it is a, a, it can be considered a meditation or a phys, you know physical um, activity or exercise, but it has nothing to do with any type of Hindu religious practice whatever you think it's just yeah. I, I, these people like this that drive me nuts because it's the same ones who try to lump everybody into the same basket you know anytime we have a a conflict where there could be someone who is of muslim faith they try to wrap all two billion muslims into the same pot and say they're all you know radicals same thing with christians you get the westboro baptist people out there who yep. hold the signs up that says god hates fags and they try to lump everybody who are Christians in with the same bunch, even though none of us like those crazy, crazy people because yeah. they don't practice what we believe. So, yeah, I, Alabama, come on now. Got to do a little bit more research here because this has nothing to do with religious practice here. Okay. And just, just as a follow-up here, in addition to yoga, they've also taken away musical chairs, Duck, Duck, Goose, and, of course, right, the, worst one, the worst one, Dodgeball. This is CBS. So. <laughs> <laughs> so is CBS reporting from Babylon B? Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe that could be. That could be. <laughs> they've banned. They've banned dodgeball, kickball. But, oh, yeah, I know you can't pick teams for anything anymore. I don't, I'm not sure how you get on a team for a yeah, sport. Yeah, you probably can't do the lottery system. Yeah, you, golly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I'm not a kid well, anymore. Thanks again, PC culture. Here we go again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. One more thing I want to bring up, actually. Um, I just want to ask you a question here. Yeah. See if you can educate me, because I just saw a headline. And I, I'm one of the people you may say lives under a rock. Mm-hmm. I don't keep up with some of this stuff. But can can the U.S. buy another country? Is that a thing that we do? Is it a thing we do or have, have done? done? Well, we have done. Okay. Because if you remember the Louisiana Purchase. Oh, yeah. That was were we a country. I guess it was America yeah. still. Yeah. Hmm. It, was in, it, was in, it was in this continent, in this northern northern American thing. I've been to Louisiana. So yeah. A, it's, yeah, I don't think it's a foreign country. I, had to have, I didn't have to have a passport. Um, also, uh, Mexico, you know, the Texas-Mexico border, we did pay some money for that. And also the California Purchase. So we we have made purchases that has been on the same continent. Of course, actually, Alaska. We did, okay, we that did, was yeah. Purchase. That's the part. Um, but as far as Greenland, um, number one, my question would be why? Well, apparently there's some uranium over there. Is what I heard today. Well, we actually have our own uranium, which we sell to Russia. So I don't I don't understand this either. Um, look up the uh, Clinton uh, uranium one deal if you want to yeah. do some more investigative journalism on that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I understand Greenland has some natural minerals, um, probably uranium, but also probably has. I'd, ma- I'd imagine some other minerals and things like that. But why would we want to go purchase another country when? We can't even balance the budget here, home home side. I, I, that's that is unless we just plan on imploding all of Greenland and extorting all of its minerals and everything like that to pay off our national debt. Then I might, but I don't think uh, I don't think that's our goal. Yeah, and in fact, you're right. The Greenland's the one that's like covered in ice, right? No, or is Iceland? No, the one Greenland's that's green? covered in ice. That was the opposite, ice. right? Yes, Iceland okay. has greenery. Greenland has ice. Okay, so it's not like a tourism thing either, probably. No, no. I mean, you might be able to. You might have tourism three months of the year. But rest of us not. Um, but uh, yeah, I, see, some of this makes me wonder how much is hyperbole or satire upon the Trump administration just to be trolls. 
or if he's actually being serious. And that's part of the mad genius of this administration is because we never know if he's serious or not. You know, like today, they uh, people were already taking some things he said out of contacts with. He, he's, he was talking about him, himself and the China trade negotiations right now. He says, I'm the chosen one. And held out his hands and kind of looked up towards heavens. Some people took that as like, all right, well, yeah, he is to the chosen one considering he's elected president. As some people have thought that. And then the other people who Trump could literally fix cancer and they were like, well, I guess he's the heavenly Messiah. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, man. I, I'm so on the fence a lot of times with his, his, uh, PR stance as far as letting information. I, I just really don't know if it's even serious half the time. Yeah. Apparently that there was a thing, something out of Israel where he was, uh, the, the thing says, is he Trump calling himself the King of Israel? Did you see that? Like the Jews, he's the second coming of God. I think. Well, I think that. I think that was actually the. If I if I'm not mistaken, that that comment was actually uh, on a Twitter guy. Uh, he Trump's actual comments was like, "Israel loves me, the Jews love me." Yada yada yeah. He never he never referred himself as the he new didn't king. Call himself as the yeah the <laughs> no, second but, coming. So I'm yeah. pretty sure. I don't know my religious history that well, but aren't the Jews still waiting on the first time around? Yeah, they're still that? waiting. Okay, yeah. just checking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, that was. Uh, that was some uh, that was some quotes taken uh, and repurposed uh, creatively by that that Twitter journalist because I actually saw that down on the way in today. Yeah, so you know some of this is just you know it's flamboyant headlines stuff really yeah. made to get attention and they're they've been getting my attention lately. Just to, <laughs> oh, what's this? I'm gonna click on this. Yeah, what's exactly. This? Yeah, it's good clickbait. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna take a break and then uh, we're gonna come back with some more. Good stuff for you guys. Hey, everybody. I really do hope you love Southern Fried Philosophy. Did you know that you can actually get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards like places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code SOUTHERNFRIED and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen enough to us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code SOUTHERNFRIED. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. So we don't have a guest on today, and since Biggin's playing uh, hide-and-go-seek, uh, we're just actually going to uh, talk something. Producer, talk about something. Brian, producer Brian sent this uh, uh, article to me a couple of weeks ago. It was written, uh, written by Bobby Azaran, Ph.D. Uh, it was actually originally uh, showed up on August 22nd of 2018, and it's called the Dunning and Kruger effect may help explain Trump's support. So, full disclaimer: I'm a libertarian. I don't care if you're right or left; uh, it doesn't bother me. But I think we're going to maybe expand on this a little bit to show how uh, this probably covers more than just the Republican Party. So, um, basically, this Dunning Kruger effect. Um, I'm going to try to give you a uh, a small. Sp- abbreviated definition of the Dunning-Kruger effect. If I can find it real quick. 
Well, I've got a, the Wikipedia page right. pulled up here. We can maybe get yeah, a little ahead. bit of a... Uh, so I'm just going to read this kind of verbatim. Uh, it says, in 2011, David Dunning wrote about his observations that people with substantial measurable deficits in their knowledge or expertise lack the ability to recognize those deficits. That's the kind of the punchline there. Um, therefore, despite potentially making error after error, tend to think they are performing competently when they are not. So if we, we apply and basically how this is being applied to the political uh, commentary here for this uh, op-ed piece from this uh, psychologist is that in, in essence, voters are stupid. And his in his poignant article, basically Republicans are stupid. Yeah, since basically, they don't know what you think you know. Exactly. That basically uh, if you ask someone what Trump or if you ask a Republican what Trump's policies would be on X, Y, Z, they could not explain them or if hey these are some policies that he's made actually they weren't but you know they they play the tricking game so so the dunning dunning uh, con- the dunning kruger yeah i think of freddy kruger so the <laughs> dunning kruger um effect basically just says that you have a cognitive bias towards um whatever basically whatever political leanings you may have you have this cognitive political bias and that's what probably has explained the trump effect now, I think that possibly some of it could. I don't think every Republican out there is blindsided by his policies or lack of or you know his, his view on those. Just like I don't think probably the average supporter for Bernie or Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or uh, Hillary Clinton incarnate reincarnation version of it, whoever that may be. I, I, I just don't think a lot of people are engaged with their policies. They like the... They like the talking head. They like the voice. They like the cult vibe behind it, but they don't really get behind what they actually about the policies and things. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of it I think maybe, and this could take us down a rabbit hole with psychological studies yeah, sure. here <laughs> a little bit. But um, you know, I think some folks maybe they just because something someone comes from a an authoritative position mm-hmm. sounding like they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You just assume they know what they're talking about and you yeah. take it at face value and you just, you know, keep sipping that Kool-Aid. Right. Or on the flip side, you, you could see someone who, you know, like on the opposite side, you have like a Joe Biden who has been in the Senate and vice, you know, as a vice president and he's been in some form of public service, quote unquote, public service. Yeah. There's really no thing about service, but this public he's been paid by the public he's for a been long paid time. by the taxpayers for a long time and yeah. the, you know for 40 plus years and they think that someone who has must be must been there for 40 years must know a thing or two about the inner workings of us our, of our government and that's not necessarily the case because a lot of these people uh, have spent 40 years doing nothing but collecting paychecks like yeah. our, our our famous uh, house speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi has been in the Senate for 30 years and is worth a hundred million dollars. Now her adjusted inflation, uh, uh, income this year, I think is what two forty nine. Oh Wow. How do you get a hundred million dollars from 249,000 a year, even though she didn't make that much back when she first started. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, if anyone, if I can encourage anyone, um, this year when we're coming up, especially if you're voting in the Democrat primaries, <laughs> 
when it, they finally narrowed down the uh, field from 27. Oh, by the way, uh, John Hickenlooper just dropped out. I, I didn't have time to do it in, in, in oh. memory of him, <laughs> but that really didn't matter because no one really knew him anyway. But uh, John Hickenlooper actually dropped out of the uh, race. He was the uh, governor from Colorado. And I'm kind of surprised. I'm not, I would have never voted for him just because we have some issues, different issues on fiscal responsibility and abortion. But John Hickenlooper was the only one who talked a little common sense. He was actually lambasted by the, his own Democrat Party in the primaries when they kept saying that he was too middle of the road. He was not radical enough to the left. He, you know, they Bernie specifically specifically referred to him as we have no time to be middle of the road with like this guy. Oh man! See, to, to me, I think that's what is needed is the middle. <laughs> to I know it's. It's going to lose. Everyone thinks you have to be radically against what Trump's doing to win. You know, you have to be complete opposite. And then he gets to inject himself into your uh, rhetoric, basically, as as the opposite of what you're saying. And it just becomes polar instead of coming. I would be I would I would it'd be an interesting study. You know, for example, this Dunning-Kruger effect and apply it to the Trump derangement syndrome, because, you know, it's it's interesting how we are with a small hiccup of the stock market last week. Now it's rebounded some, but we've we've been kind of our economy is is hot. We've been tearing it up. Some people have benefited more than others. I'm yeah. not I'm not saying there's a hundred percent employment. I'm not saying there's a hundred percent employment, but we're tracking. There's still a negative deficit of jobs out there that people are still looking to fill. I mean, so we we have a hot economy right yeah. now. Um, try to find a house in the Mecklenburg Charlotte. Uh, county greater metro area. You can't find a house. Uh, they last on the market for less than 14 days in some areas. So, wow. I don't know. I mean, I, I would just, it'd be interesting to apply this, this same, this same aspect to people on the, the radical left who have this Trump derangement syndrome where he cannot do any good. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be kind of interesting to see if that study would, would hold true on that too. Yeah. If he stops it, the yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what I mean, the, these folks, what do they actually know about the political system? You yeah. know, that are making these calls or say that are making these decisions. That's what this is about, basically. Is and the study, from what I read, is they they would ask folks um, to kind of say, "What's your expertise level on this mm-hmm. subject?" and then estimate how you're going to perform. Expert level one hundred. Yeah, and and the people with the least amount of. Uh, knowledge about the subject would would overestimate their mm-hmm. ability to um, perform the task that was sure. being asked for them. Sure. And the folks that had the most uh, best chance of actually doing well underestimated how well they would do on the, on the content, yeah. yep. essentially. So um, it was just fascinating. Um, I'd like to see their pool of questions they asked or, you know, they had in the study or the criteria for the study. It'd be interesting to see how they gauge the metrics on this. Yeah, and this study—I mean, the original study was not about politics. Mm-hmm. It just got applied. This uh, this guy, I guess, about a year ago, um, it just came into my. <laughs> I no, just no. saw it recently. No, I think but, I think, uh, uh, I, think I, I honestly believe cognitive bias has a huge part of how t- society rolls to this day. I mean, if you yeah. look at from sports teams, because people people love people love hopping into the boat of something. Oh yeah, I mean, like Band for example, wagon, if you yeah. if you ask my buddy who's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, die hard, true and through, if you said, "Hey, all right, I, I you know, Steelers don't make it this year, go ahead and cheer for the Ravens," oh, huh. he would cut you. That's yeah, not no going to happen. 
And we, we do yeah. that with our candidates and our parties, too. Yeah, and, and the Steelers are a special case with that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, I mean, but you, you look at the most radical wings of, of our our entertainment society and things like that. Like, you have people who are dedicated followers of a certain band or an actor or actress and they won't want to, they'll watch all the movies with them. But if there's a competing person that maybe had been a villain with starring with them in a movie, may not watch that character in another movie. I mean, yeah. people get so hung up on this where they get stuck in their cognitive bias. Yeah. And you know, that actually reminds me of something that's been, uh, came up recently this week. Uh, so Instagram, I don't know if you, have you seen the, the terms of service hoax or whatever oh, yeah. that pops up every oh my gosh it's every once so a year it's annual yeah. it's school time I guess it's August every year is when this comes around but I just happen to see like um, I follow your favorite guitar player John Mayer mm. uh, on Instagram <laughs> and uh, I he just an amazing to, guitarist he's a great guitar player super talented artist funny dude anyway um, I, 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 I just saw like the I couldn't see the actual post but it was like that dear Instagram you can use my stuff uh, I, don't give you, I don't give you permission. Yeah, I was like, well, what? I've not seen because I'm a. I mean, I'm a tech guy. That's what I do. I do IT. I follow technology companies pretty uh, religiously, and I have seen nothing about this in the real press. So I was like, okay, what's this? I just googled it real quick, and you know, the NBC article like six hours ago was like, this is not real. Stop doing this. You know, don't you know these celebrity Basically, and famous yeah. people are being con into typing this stuff out but it's that that kind of you see that guy doing it or someone like that that you follow or you have special feelings about and you think oh wow he must this must be real because john mayer did it that's <laughs> you right know? and yeah. he must know he has people right so that he wouldn't be able to do this if someone didn't tell oh, him it was okay. no you doubt know, what? no doubt so th- that kind of ties into this a little bit i guess but uh yeah so this this happens i see this so often on facebook especially because older people they oh, yeah. they just they automatically assume that if it pops up there on you know the friend says you know hey don't don't share this you got to copy and paste it I think that's part of it but basically it says uh, notifying Facebook that uh, they do not have permission to share uh, their likeness or images or statuses and also keep them free of uh, being reported to the government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah. You can be like they can use this as a evidence in your future trial for yeah yeah this was actually from uh, the former governor uh, uh perry who is now our <laughs> energy secretary he actually shared it on instagram a couple years ago it says don't forget tomorrow starts the new instagram rule where they can use your photos uh, don't forget don't forget deadline today it can't it can be used in court cases if litigation is held against you it's not even proper english uh, everything you've po- ever posted becomes public from today even messages that have been deleted or the photos not allowed it costs nothing for a simple copy and paste better safe than sorry channel 13 news talked about this and that's where they kind of add yeah. the legitimacy to a thrown in a news agency but so uh yeah if you're out there listening to us and you've Share one of these in the past. Don't share it. Yeah. I, there's, you know, if if anything will spook spook you out, I guarantee there's some algorithm with Instagram or Facebook. They have this certain phrase plugged in, and they can probably pull up and see how many users have actually shared this or copy and pasted this material. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a hashtag. I'm sure attached to it anyway. Oh, pro- yeah. probably so. Yeah, probably in so. terms. So, yeah. I mean, if. I guess if I was to be worried, someone would be prosecuting me for like making ribs or something because that's my <laughs> pictures there on my Instagram. <laughs> that's some that's some good looking uh, Instagram pictures. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so kind of following the the psychology thing, uh, it kind of ties into this. So um, there was another 
where to go article I wanted to get into. This is actually an old study you've probably heard of. Um, the, have you seen the, the Milgram shock experiment? Yeah, yeah. From the what, 60s or yep, whatever? Yep. That, this is what this reminds me of, um, which essentially they tricked a guy into, well, he thought he was electrocuting a dude in a chair. He was an actor. Yeah. But he was doing it because, and everyone's sitting like nodding. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just keep turning it up. He didn't know the answer kind of thing. Yeah. Just because there was someone with it looked in a lab coat that looked like he was a professional. Yeah, yeah. It's a professional said, okay, let me do this. It doesn't matter that I'm, you may or may not be killing a dude. He wasn't, it was all, all faked, but mm-hmm. there's had a good actor in there. But, you know, that was studying. They were trying to decide if people from like who, who committed the Holocaust were complicit because mm-hmm. they were following orders or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Just cause someone of authority said, Hey, you, should, you need to do this. Yeah. So at what point do you say, Make up your own mind whether it's your job or not, is right. this right or not, right. kind of thing, you know. Right. No, you're, no, you're right. So uh, that uh, the Milgram experiment has been repurposed to several different times, and it basically starts with I just kind of uh, talk a little further about that. Basically, the Milgram experiment has uh, basically you have, uh, like I said, authoritar- authoritarian actors who usually pose as some type of research council or s- study. Uh, you have uh, subject A, which is the person who's supposed to push the button or, you know, try try to deliver some type of justice or not justice. And then you have a person supposedly part of the experiment off in a closed room and they do these screaming things where they, especially when they do the electricity, they, 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 they ramp up the ampage and you hear the cries of terror ramp up even yeah, more. Yeah, and the control panel has like, shows the wattage and the, the highest one's like 500 watts and it has a X's or like a smiley face with the eyes X'd out or something like this will kill the dude. Don't do this one <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so I guess what, those probably what, 60s? 63, I think. 63, yeah. They actually made a couple movies and documentaries about this, too. Um, It's just some of these social experiments they do, there's another one where they do with the prison thing, where they take college kids uh, for a weekend, take a dorm, vacate a dorm, and they separate them out into prisoners and jail guards, and then they do an experiment on how will society break down. Yeah. And it always does. Doesn't matter what class, economic, social status you have, color, creed, it always breaks down that way. Yeah. When you have power, power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, and then there was another study I saw uh, recently. They said basically there was uh, I guess five or six people in a room, and all but one of them was a plant. And they would ask a question, and there was an obvious answer. So, like the, the example I saw had like three lines drawn. There was a short line, a middle line, and a long line. Mm-hmm. A B C. And they would draw, basically, say, the middle line on a page. And they'd say, which of these other three, A, B, or C, looks like this line? And, you know, the plants would give the, like, all give the same wrong answer. Right. And it's obvious. Right. Which, like, B is the middle. So they're all going, well, C. It's got to be C. And the, the guy in the, the test subject, essentially, doesn't know his test subject, kind of, you know, going, well, they all say it's... That one, so yeah. it's got to be C. So, and seventy five percent of the time, they would they would like write down their answer, and they would verbalize their answer, and they would change their answer like seventy five percent of the time because everyone else said it was yeah. something different. Yeah, I think I've I've seen another study with with this group think. You know, where you, yeah. where you have people that or ordinary people who use rationale, and this kind of goes with the Dunning Kruger effect too, because how people get corralled into certain positions politically that they may not originally start out on, but they end up with just because of group thinking. They, you know, because people get buried into this cognitive bias where, you know, 
and I've been guilty of it myself on certain things where you unfollow some friends that probably post inflammatory to your position, sure. inflammatory posts and things like that. Um, so you, you unfriend them, you yeah. know, cause you want to find more people that kind of confirm your cognitive bias. Um, but there's another experiment where um, they take people like ch- trying to check in for a doctor's appointment. And every time the doctor comes out to call a name, people stand up. Well, the control, the control patient who doesn't know part of this doesn't stand up. And they kind of look around like, what's going on? <laughs> and then gradually more and more people stand up. So and there's this re- response is that when the door opens, names call, people stand up. So they try to see how long this has to take before they can get control patient to actually stand up also. Yeah. So it's wow. interesting to see how people's moods and behaviors can sh- be shaped in such a small frame of time. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't know, to, to me, I guess the punchline is do your own research. <laughs> Stand up for your I, yeah, beliefs. I think be, you know? I think be educated. I think, <laughs> yeah, educate yourself. Yeah, I think you find out what the top five things are that that um, really draw you to your core and politically. Uh, also, religiously, this is a great way to interview churches on your way. You find uh, the yeah. top five things what you're looking for, and you try to match a church up with your beliefs or a belief system or whatever. Um, but politics especially because, you know, we, we have we – have, we're, we're so funny. We we are one of the greatest civilizations on earth. I believe in I believe in American exceptionalism. I mean, I, I I will take issue with anyone who would say different. And just because we the one thing we have successfully exported is capitalism. Now, in various forms of our our, our republic, our republic democracy, our democracy. Uh, Republic governed by democracy, um, we have not done successfully sometimes because certain cultures do not want to adhere to that. But capitalism, I think, is one of our best gifts that sure. we've given. Um, capitalism has saved more lives and pulled more people out of poverty than people just sending love notes and boxes of shoes and endless amounts of money to crony, you know, military controlled areas. But um, I just, I say, be. Just take the five things that interest you. If it's economy or a climate or uh, what are the five jobs. things that are important to you? Yeah, important. And, sure. and, and research those and find out what that person's done for you. Now, yeah. for example, I can name some great things Trump's done. I can also name a, things Trump's done bad. Like you know, I'll tell you one of them, and I could care how much how much uh, ire I, I get from some of our very conservative listeners. But Trump's not very conservative when it comes to financially, fiscally budget. I mean, granted, yeah. we, he's cut taxes and we have more tax revenue coming in, but he's also spending too. We're now he's now added, I think, to over two trillion dollars to the deficit to the budget. And that's before he buys Greenland. <laughs> that could be a net positive, though. You know, you got to think of all the golf long, courses. Long term, oh, think of all man. the golf golf courses in the Rocky Crag and Ice. He can it's, have. it's for the Olympic team to practice their bobsledding. Maybe we can just gift it to Jamaica so they can get their bobsledding team yeah. up and going. But yeah, so just I encourage you, just find out five things that inspire you and just check the, these people out. I would, I'd probably wait till the Democrat candidates kind of wean themselves down to five because otherwise you're going to have uh, quite a bit of homework with the uh, 25 left in the race or whatever. However many they have now. Yeah, and I guess I got along the the same lines we've been talking about. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the 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 Babylon Bee article, you know, finding your own research. It's great, but guess what, folks? It's not real. And and (laughs) luckily, we had the Snopes team, the crack the crackpot team of. Uh, Mr. Mr. Cat Catman and Cat Lady. Actually, I think they've divorced now, oh, um, and he actually has a hot girlfriend. I think, uh, but anyway, hot hot cat or uh, not hot Cat Lady is a crack team uh, researcher there, at Snopes, and she has confirmed that actually Babylon B is actually fake. 
<laughs> so thank you there. Hats yeah. off. Yeah. Thank you for, for proving that. So folks, if you see something that's, that doesn't look real, look it up, you know, do yourself a favor. I don't care if you believe in Jesus or not. Babylon B.com Especially on Facebook, has some of the funniest oh, yeah. material out there. If you want to make fun of Christians, go, go get some fodder from that. If you want to make fun, <laughs> if you want to make fun of anybody, yeah. they do a great job. Great. It's good, clean humor. Um, but man, they, it's funny how spot on they are with some with some of the uh, just illogical things that people believe in this stuff. It is, it's, it's hilarious. Like Joel Osteen, they rag on that guy all the time <laughs> or Benny Hinn. And it's just so funny to see them just call these guys out. So, yeah, I've seen some, every time I, like, I don't follow myself, but my wife will say, Hey, look at this, you know, and it's just, every time it's just like a, a laugh out loud moment. That's <laughs> That's, That's awesome. LOL for the kids yeah. out there. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, we're going to call this a quick episode and uh, get back to our loved ones. And hopefully I didn't miss uh, taco night. I'm sure it's probably already gone. But anyway, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Please go to our website, thesouthernfryphilosophy.com, our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy, Instagram and Twitter is at SFP Radio. Um, also go to our iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, go there, give a subscribe, give a subscribe, a like, a share, uh, give us a review. That's how we move up in the old podcast algorithm. Also, PodCoin, that's kind of one of our new favorite uh, podcast aggregators that we've been kind of listening to that actually pays you to listen. Um, so, yeah, check those out. And also to my uh, donor's mother, just go check in with your uh, your local life share, Carolina. I, I was given a heart two, uh, three years ago, uh, thanks to the grace of humanity from my donor and uh, his mother. And I'm here today, kicking alive, kicking ass. So yeah, go make sure you're an organ donor. Don't be a don't be a jerk off and go to the grave with those. So anyway, I, I hopefully uh, Biggin doesn't cut that out. But anyway, love you guys. Appreciate you tuning in as always. Mm-hmm.